Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey y'all. Today's episode is a little bit inspired by yoga. I actually just want to take a few minutes here today and share some of the long-term lessons that I've taken away from my yoga practice and been able to apply to my life as a parent and just life in general. I'm going to focus on four key takeaways and just know that these are the ones that came to me quickly and easily. Yoga has had a huge impact on my life and it definitely extends beyond these four points. But these really are life lessons, not just yoga lessons, and you don't need to have a yoga practice to benefit from hearing from them. Are you ready? First up, the work you do on the mat transforms your life off the mat. Practicing yoga teaches you to stay with uncomfortable sensations, to breathe and observe them and pay attention to what happens. It teaches you to notice not only where the primary sensation is, but also what's happening in the rest of your body. When you practice yoga regularly, there's an amazing ripple effect. You start to notice that you're not as reactive when someone cuts you off in traffic. You catch yourself reacting to something a coworker is saying and you're able to slow down. You handle stress better. It's really about paying attention, witnessing and allowing And this is something that I encourage all of my clients to do, whether or not they have a yoga practice. I believe that this is accessible to all humans. You just have to start practicing it. And you don't have to practice physical yoga poses to access these benefits. You just have to start paying attention on purpose to what's happening in your body. If you make a point of checking in with your body a few times a day, or really even once a day if you're just getting started, it helps you build awareness of your body. You start to notice what your body is telling you at other moments throughout the day when you're living life off the mat, so to speak. It's a really simple practice, actually. You just choose a time when there isn't much going on, maybe connect it to something you do daily, like taking a shower, and you ask yourself what you're feeling. Identify any emotions that you can, but go beyond simple labels and actually look for what you're feeling in your body. Are you aware of your feet? Can you pay attention to what they're feeling? What about your hips, your tailbone, your low back, your belly, your chest, your throat? What are your shoulders doing? Where do you feel tight? Where do you feel light? What do you notice? The beauty of this, like in yoga, is that you don't have to change anything. It's a practice of awareness. It helps you get to know your baseline. And if you know your baseline, you start to notice when you're thrown off of it in a new way. 
You notice if your breathing is more shallow than usual. You notice if you're clenching your muscles and you notice if you're contracting or pulling inward. The more you notice, the more you begin to find information in these sensations. I know for me, there have been times where I was feeling anxious, but not really recognizing it yet. But I could see that I couldn't breathe as deeply as I usually do. This is information. When my breathing is restricted to my rib cage, I can recognize that and it tells me something is off, that I'm feeling anxious and that I need to slow down and process that. And that actually segues quite nicely into the second lesson that I've learned from practicing yoga. And that is where the mind goes, prana flows. Now, as I was doing my yoga teacher training, this saying was used as a reminder to direct our our attention during our practice. By paying attention to the sensations you're feeling, for example, you also direct energy to that part of the body. But we direct energy with our mind all the time. Think about when you're worrying about something. You're directing a lot of your energy toward that problem, especially if you're spinning out thinking about worst case scenarios. If you can catch yourself doing this and remember where the mind goes, prana flows, you have a couple of options. You can simply focus on your breath, direct your energy into your body and slow down your thinking. You can take a moment to pay attention to what's happening in your body, where the anxiety is landing, for example and send your mental energy there. And if you can pull back from that sticky thought loop, you can start to direct yourself to thoughts that feel true and serve a more grounding purpose. Worrying takes up energy. It's exhausting and it's rarely as productive as we think it is. Where do you want to direct your energy instead? And now since we're already talking about thought loops, that leads perfectly into the third lesson I've learned through yoga. And that's that stories are powerful. Words are powerful. And we have the capacity to identify the stories we're telling ourselves in our minds and reframe them. We have the capacity to look at the words we're using and adjust. Sometimes the simplest adjustments make a huge difference. And I have an example of this that I've always really loved. So I actually did my yoga training, my yoga teacher training in Costa Rica. And there was a path through the jungle that we'd walk on every day to get to the yoga studio. Yoda studio, kind of like that. To get to the yoga studio. There was a really steep really slippery section of that jungle path and I slipped and fell at least once, probably more than once. And eventually I noticed that I was telling myself as I approached that part of the path, I'll fall if I'm not careful. And I had this flash of insight in which I connected that thought to several other falls I'd had out in nature. I remembered that I'd had that thought right before I fell each time. And I realized in that moment that it was actually a pretty negative thought, kind of like, I have to do this or else. 
and I decided to try an experiment. I decided to see what would happen if I shifted that thought to, if I'm careful, I won't fall. And y'all, it was fascinating. The way I felt as I went through that steep section completely changed. I went from feeling cautious and a bit anxious and apprehensive to confident. It was the difference between subtly telling myself I'm going to fail and I won't fail. It might seem like a minor thing, but it made a huge difference. Words have power. The stories we tell ourselves have power. Our thoughts have power. And when we learn how to step back and witness what is actually running through our minds, we start to see where we can make little changes. Not big, unbelievable changes, just small ones that still feel believable but generate a totally different feeling. Like, I know it wouldn't have worked if I tried to tell myself I'll never fall on this slope again. My brain wouldn't have bought it. But if I'm careful, I won't fall. That was easy. It felt true. And it helped me believe that I could tackle that part of the path without worry, without needing to change the path at all, without needing to change my circumstances. Thoughts are powerful. All right, I have one more lesson to share with you, and it doesn't have as smooth of a connection to the previous ones, but it still has to do with stepping back and witnessing. And it's this. Pay attention to the space in 